Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a podcast for fans of Arkham Horror, the card game. I'm your host, Frank, and today I'm joined by... It's me, Peter. Hello, Frank. Hi, Peter. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Doing very well indeed. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing very well as well. Thank you. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Pretty good. Good, yeah. It's a... It's... There's a... It's blowing a hoolie outside. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, yeah. It feels like a storm here. This is the first time we've really sat down to record anything since the expo, right? Yeah. The The thing that really struck me then was we did our clap that listeners won't hear, but we did our clap to synchronise. But of course, all the live stuff we've done, we didn't need to do that because you just start talking and hope yeah. for the best. So yeah, it's quite strange. <laughs> a novel clap. Yeah. 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 And I mean, since the expo... I've been doing first looks and we've been talking a lot about the cards, but we just haven't sat down and recorded together. So, yeah. No, we haven't, which is a shame because uh, we recorded our uh, our next scenarios in the uh, the Dream Eaters campaign before the expo. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully everyone's had a chance to listen to those. But we haven't done that interlude section and now the interludes happen. So I was just saying before we started recording, Frank, I've forgotten literally everything that happened. <laughs> Yeah, this is the risk if you have a delay in your campaigns, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> is this the one that was this? Well, should we just dive in? We're going to do the interludes for our Dream Eaters campaign together. This also marks the midway point in the campaign. So yeah. it's maybe a chance to reflect a little bit on how the decks are going and what we want to do for the rest of the campaign. And then we'll see what else we end up talking about as well, I suppose. That sounds great to me. So, yeah. Interlude 2, the Orneronauts which I guess are like dream astronauts. Uh, we read this interlude only if we're playing both campaigns as an interconnected eight-part campaign. Do not read it until we've played both The Search for Death and Thousand Shapes of Horror. And then the Oneronauts one is actually for you. Following scenario 2B, the investigators have finally reached the end of the mysterious stairway. The black cat awaits you at the bottom of the stairs, watching your long descent with distant, unblinking eyes. You're about to ask how the cat got there when it cuts you off. Don't bother. You wouldn't understand. I just remembered we were going to do the cat with like a like a New York or like a Brooklyn <laughs> yeah. accent, weren't we? Yeah. Don't bother. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> Very good. It curls up on the stone, uh, the cold stone floor, lounging amid the bleak environment. Now, Check I've... The... Go on. Sorry, go on. I was, no, I've set you up for a, a, a fall here in the... Oh, dear. Well, not really, because we're not going to quite skip the interlude. But one of the challenges of us, because we're the cat has a hunch, is that a lot of the different sections and pull-out boxes we just ignore. So we'll okay. see as you go through this. It's like, nope, 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 on we go. So yes, actually, neither of those apply, do they? Yeah, so Randolph did survive the descent, and the yes. black cat has a hunch. So we ignore that one, because that one's for if did not. And then the next box is for if you asked for it. Yeah. Which we didn't. Remember you <laughs> lumbered, lumbered us with that in our first playthrough, Frank. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll jump on to the next bit. Mm. You've about had it with the cat's cryptic half-truths and non-answers. You rail at the beast. How are you supposed to help when you might as well be stumbling in the dark? The cat sits up and narrows its gaze. I did not know if you could be trusted. To be honest, I am still unsure. I've had visions of these events for many, many years now. I know some of them, uh, some of what may come to pass, but not everything. You could be the ones who will save all of us, or the fools who herald our doom. The cat's just justification is convenient, but it does explain uh, how it is known where to find you at every turn. You try to persuade the cat to trust you, but it remains unconvinced. 
Tell you what, beneath the surface of the sea of pitch lies a passageway between realms. That is where you need to stop uh, to go to stop this world from merging with yours. Make it there in one piece and I'll tell you everything. But first, I have somewhere else to be. Your pals need me too. Check the campaign log. If the black cat has a hunch, it wanders off before you can reply. It's pitch black fur melding into the darkness of the underworld. Nice. And then we skip everything else and proceed to a Neuronauts 2. I like that you get that hint of the black cat being a prophet or a liar or both there. That's kind of nice that it comes out of the flavour. I've had visions of these events for many, many years now. It's like, yeah. has it or is it just pulling your leg? <laughs> right, the Aneronauts 2. Following scenario 2A, the dreamers sail for parts unknown. You open your eyes to the sound of a cat's shrill caterwauling. You had been drifting off to, well, not sleep exactly. Despite or perhaps due to your dreaming, you have been unable to truly sleep in this realm. When you come to your senses, you spot the source of the wailing. Virgil's cat, black as the void of space itself, sits several feet away waiting for you to pay attention. Finally, it declares, about time you notice something outside your own head. Listen, I got something important to tell you. Again, like I'm remembering that interview with Matt where he was saying about the difference in time between yeah. the two. And every act in... Uh, search for Kadath is like a month later. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We've been gone for like six months and you've been gone an evening. Um, so we check the campaign log. If at least one of the investigators was not captured. So that's me. I wasn't captured. Wait, where's my human? The cat asks, craning its head to look around on the deck of your ship. Didn't I leave him with you? You explain that Virgil has been taken captive by Corsairs and the cat replies by licking its paw without much concern. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, I'm on the same page as you now. Which is kind of mysterious, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. Hence the cat kind of does know what's going on at this point. Yeah. And then if all of the investigators were captured, we that's not true. And then the final one, if the black cat has a hunch and Randolph eluded capture, which is the case, the black cat sees Randolph at the helm of your ship and glares at him suspiciously. You wonder aloud what is wrong. Normally I like the smell of fish, but this is too fishy. Something is wrong. There are not supposed to be two of him but my memory is fuzzy. You thought you were confused before, but now you're truly lost. Two Randolphs? Yes, the black cat affirms, this one and another in the waking world. That seems off. The black cat understates the problem. I think something is trying to interfere. I need to go figure this out. With that, the cat leaps out of view. Skip the rest of this interlude. In both campaign logs, record that the black cat is searching for the truth. Well, this is good news, isn't it? Yeah. And I mean, it's it's kind of on the nose as well that there are two Randolphs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and actually, um, Matt mentioned this when we interviewed him, didn't didn't he? Mm. He had said that it was like a double bluff. You were supposed to think that one of the Randolphs was a false Randolph. Mm, yeah, but actually, yeah. reading this with the not, our knowledge of what's going to happen at the end of the campaign, that casts this all in a new, in a new light. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I mean, that that's the other thing I think. I'm trying to remember what it was like reading this box, not knowing that either of them were the false Randolph. And I think both of us thought, okay, well, one of them's fishy, but we're not sure which one. But of course, yeah, it's a good double bluff. Um, so we don't get to read the rest of that part of the interlude. So we don't get to request aid from each other or change any tokens around. I think that's it. Let me just 
scroll a little bit further we didn't share knowledge of the underworld yeah that's it so we'll be proceeding on to dark side of the moon and point of no return yes uh, so yeah. and i'm nervous about this because this was a, i remember this was a hell of a scenario when we did it mm. Mm. it just keeps on unfolding and there's lots of difficult uh, difficult locations and stuff as we descend Yes, yeah, and I was just looking at the encounter cards again today, and there's that one encounter card whose name now escapes me, but it gets more punishing the deeper you are down. It, yeah, it's. I think it's just lose a resource when you're in the veil, and then it's lose a resource in a card, and then it's resource in a card in action or something like that. It, you know, it gets worse and worse as you descend into the sea of pitch, which is kind of nasty. It's. Um, I think point of no return is a good scenario to check i don't know if you're going to do this but i would be tempted before i recorded to check that there were no uh, veiled locations that had a nasty effect on the back that i'd forgotten about i don't yes. think that's yeah <laughs> cheating <laughs> no no I, I think that's yeah. good better to check before you play than go oh wait hang on retcon i didn't mean to do this yeah 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 yes I, and i think i might read through the encounter cards as well but i yes. don't know how much it alters kind of my basic plan of deck building now I, I feel i've got not a huge amount of experience i've got five xp mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like a huge amount to prepare myself for the next scenario but i have a few ideas on what mm. i can spend it on what about your next scenario you're going into dark side of the moon yeah i'm going into dark side of the moon one of the things that struck me looking at the encounter cards for Dark Side of the Moon is there are quite a few agility tests to avoid alarm. And I don't have the the best agility, but I don't have the worst. They've got a lovely average three. So I think one of the challenges will be making sure I have enough damage on tap available to boost my agility to five when I need to. Yeah. And really, if I can avoid using my damage ability or Sophie to get clues that would be really useful to save that damage then for those agility tests. The other thing is it has ancient evils. So it's a sliding doom clock. And I think I'm not the worst. So one of the issues with Dark Side Moon is you can't finish the scenario if your alarm level is five or higher. You have to get below that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But luckily that is a combat check. So I should, I think it's a combat check at the end. It's intellect or something. But I, I should be able to, no, it's intellect or agility, I think, to get it down. But yeah, I, th- I think the main thing is not getting unlucky with my alarm level really spiraling. And I think then other than that, I should be all right. The enemies are pretty manageable. It's just about kind of keeping moving and getting clues quickly enough, I think. And then, yeah, having damage to deal with agility is, a th- yeah, I think that's the most important thing. The other thing I think that adds a layer of little spice to this is that if either of us are defeated in these scenarios, we lose Randolph. Yes. and that Which means our plan is derailed for yeah, what we're going for. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. That just adds like an extra layer of pressure that I'm definitely feeling. I'm up for it. Like I've, I've done this before as well where Dark Side of the Moon just completely derailed a really strong Finn deck of mine. So, you know, it's solo, so that, that can happen. So, yeah, I'm sort of bracing myself for that. Yeah, I got, I've got 8 XP to spend. So I've got a yeah. bit more to play with. Do you want to do you want to summarize where we are with your deck? So the the big switcheroo at the end of scenario one was that having not discussed it in our last episode, I went with the stick to the plan versatile astounding revelation thing. Yeah, and it paid off. And yes. I looped my deck anyway in <laughs> in fifteen turns in search for Kadath. So I think 
that to me felt made me feel like that justified actually going for it. Yeah, I was happy with that. So I've got 8 XP now. One obvious thing is I've only upgraded one of my two enchanted blades. The level three enchanted blade did a lot of work in yeah. Search for Gadath. So that's kind of very tempting. And then I was wondering about Empty Vessel as an upgrade. That It does seem so good, Empty Vessel. I've seen a few people mm. use it to, 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 to great success. Admittedly yeah. in Akachi. Yeah, admittedly in Akachi. But yeah, oh, like I could do the kills me. quite quickly. Sorry, sorry Frank, Go this on. is a total yeah. tangent. You and I were talking the other day about why there was a, a an Akachi deck I was playing. Mm. It was, And we couldn't remember the card. I was like, oh, there's a reason why... Uh, right of seeking would have been better than clairvoyance, mm. and it was it was the wishyter. What is it? Ah, the wishyter? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it had empty a vessel that had gone into wishyter, so you could cancel the special tokens, which wouldn't end your turn with right of seeking. But obviously, clairvoyance doesn't care about those special tokens. Yes. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Sorry, total tangent. No, good tangent. <laughs> it's good to good to know. Of course, you Complete, had you had the loop symbol cancellation so why not yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm kind of tempted by that as well i think it's definitely the case where if you don't get it down early enough it can be a bit of a dud because it does have to charge up so that's that's worth noting and then the other thing is that it, there is competition with hallowed mirror which yes. is only a one-off but hallowed mirror has done a lot of work so far healing in this deck so yeah I think wish you to. I, I like it because. So, so can we just read the card? Mm. What, what the trigger is. So it, it's a reaction after you defeat an enemy. Place a charge on empty vessel. This means you could potentially trigger it a few times with a swarm enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the scenario you're coming to, there's at least one swarm enemy, right? Yeah. There's the cats. There's is the cats, there another yeah. one as well in the next scenario or not? No, and I don't think there's any in where the gods dwell either. That I can remember, but still, I think yeah. because you've got on the on the hunt in your deck as well. There's plenty yeah. of opportunities to to dig out some enemies and and defeat them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it turns into Wish Eater, which then cancels any of the special symbols apart from the Tentacle Token and heals damage and horror when it does that. Is that right? Yes. So I mean, one option is taking it and Relic Hunter, but that feels a little bit excessive to have Relic Hunter just for the Hallowed Mirror and one empty vessel or the other option is not taking relic hunter and playing whichever i see first yeah or even dropping hollow mirror and taking the wish eater yeah yeah potentially i think it did i think what happens is if you draw the hollow mirror first you play it and yeah. then you keep it until you get the wish eater and then you maybe play the wish eater yeah, um, yeah. sorry i, I, I should be right. saying empty vessel and then i think other way around if you get the empty vessel you drop it and play and then you just leave it and let that tick up. Mm. Because, you know, does it, does it flip over with three... Is it the number of charges it had on it when it flipped, before it flipped yes. over? Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. So, you know, that's three damage and three horror, which is what you would heal with three soothing maladies. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The sticking point for me is that Wish Eater only fires if you see those tokens. Yeah. So you've got, like, the healing there, but unless you can get it to to land, it, it doesn't. But... It's still pretty good, yeah. So th- there is another option here as well. <laughs> so the other thing that's happened since we recorded our last scenario is that the starter decks have come out. Yeah. So there's a flood of new cards. And luckily, Mark is fairly focused just on being 
a guardian so we can turn to Nathaniel Cho's deck and have a look and I have been wondering about Greta Wagner level 3 as a possible include replacing Alice interesting yeah 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 so it's a static combat and a static intellect boot which is really good from Greta which Alice is giving me the intellect boost anyway soaks four damage and two horror so it's more soak and then has that reaction ability that when I defeat an enemy, I can damage Greta Wagner to discover a clue at my location or a connecting location. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like it does almost everything Alice is doing for me. It obviously doesn't allow me to damage enemies, but it's doing almost everything that Alice is doing for me and giving me more things. The The one sticking point is that it's five cost rather than four. But I think for that extra boost, you're, you're playing Alice for the boost already, right? Yeah. I'm playing Alice as an expensive boost for what I want. Well, exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and and think about how many times you would pitch a card to give you that one bonus combat. Mm-hmm. I reckon yeah. that'll happen at least once a scenario. Yeah, absolutely. Because with Greta down, I'm a combat six, and if I'm any of my weapons... Uh, the automatic not, but the enchanted blades mean I'm an eight straight yeah. away. So that that's like nice heady heights of combat straight away. And that puts you three over a five fight. Now, what's the yeah. fight on the big lad? The it's moon variable. The, the, there's a couple, oh, isn't there? he's six. There's a six fight as well, the 662. Yes. The I knew proper those. D-hole, yeah. I knew there was another big one. Um, so, so for that, so, if so, I have Greta and Enchanted Blade, I'm at eight. Yeah. And I may be also doing damage or trying to get another two icons to go to 10 on 6 if I wanted to. If I wanted to go 4 up, but you know, you don't have to go 4 up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a little in-joke between us, listener, because Peter messaged me saying, why do you pull the minus 4 so often? <laughs> Top tech is not pulling yeah. the minus 4. Well, and Wish Eater, the, I think it's the are the Elder Things minus 4s in Where the Gods Dwell, and Wish Eater would cancel that. Yeah, that's a good point Really well. nice. Yeah. 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 So, like, I'm so tempted by Greta Wagner that I'm almost... Because I've only got 8 XP and upgrading Enchanted Blade and buying two copies of her would be 9 XP. I'm so tempted that I'm almost tempted to upgrade both Alex Alice's into Greta and leave the Enchanted Blade for now and just save the 2 XP. Yeah. Because it seems, seems really good. And I think, like, low-key actually taking you to uh, 3 Intellect on a lot of tests... I, I think mm-hmm. that's good as well. I think that's really good. You know, you can you can investigate a one shroud location without having to worry about a flashlight charge at that point. Yeah, I think if Greta Wagner didn't have the intellect boost, if it was just the combat boost and the clue thing, I'd be less sure. Yeah. But I feel like I'm not. The only thing I'm losing is playing scene of a crime with an enemy to ping them for a damage to then help me kill them. But. Actually, as I was thinking about it, I'm thinking if I've drawn an enemy and I've got Scene of the Crime and Greta Wagner, killing them all playing Scene of the Crime might get me to the same place, depending on the location. Do you know what I mean? Like, Greta Wagner is almost Scene of the Crime at that point, but she's really like evidence. But I'll have more options then for how I I use Scene of the Crime, I guess. So yeah, I I think that's what I do. There's a bit of time after this episode goes live before we record. So again, if listeners have good ideas, of course, let us know. Yeah, I'm interested. And how about you, Agnes, Peter? You can call me Agnes if you want. Um, Well, I feel like the core of your deck is now working really well. Yeah, and honestly, like what I was going to put in is probably fiddling around the edges. Mm. 
Both games have gone well because I've got mind's eye down quickly. I, I said at the end of the last episode, I don't know whether it seemed like a breeze through that, through that scenario. Mm. I did finish with a lot of turns left. Yes, um, yeah. and actually, more speaking more broadly about solo, I think what it's really done is focus my mind on what I need to do to uh, pass the scenario, mm-hmm. and not want to waste too many actions along the way. This probably feels like yeah, duh, from everyone else, <laughs> no, no doy. But a, a, a slight tangent: that the new edition of uh, Warhammer 40k came out uh, recently, mm. and I played a few games of that, and that's really a heavily focused objective scoring game now uh, and actually i was reading some analysis of it that that you can win a game with hardly any models maybe the opponent has has managed to kill just about everyone and hasn't lost many themselves but you can still win the game uh, okay. because you've scored so many points on the objectives and actually what you've done is you've you've invested the models you've got into slowing the enemy down from scoring mm-hmm. yeah um, and by keeping that razor focus on the objectives not worrying about things that don't matter in the game ultimately you know you're able to 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 pull victory from what looks like a pretty pretty rough situation yeah it's like models are the health and sanity pool of the investigator in that right it doesn't yeah, matter if exactly, you finish yeah. the game with barely any left or loads as long as you finished as i was with, saying you should yeah. aim to finish every scenario with zero resources and then one health <laughs> and one sanity yeah exactly exactly anything else is a crutch so yeah yeah, I, I think that the core of my deck is functioning really well. Both the scenarios, I've been lucky enough to draw Mind's Eye pretty early on. You didn't have Mind's Eye in the first scenario, just to, <laughs> to add to that. Sorry, I yes. I, yeah. I got my clue cards down pretty early. Yeah, um, yeah. Second scenario, I got Mind's Eye down. I've got Mind's Eye in my opening hand, actually. I, I talked for a bit about it then. I think it's really worth the hard mulligan to get to get Mind's Eye mm-hmm. at that start I of the game. I think so, yeah. And I thought, listening to it... I was like, but you don't have a weapon. What are you going to do if you draw an enemy? You've not and got a cleaver. And it's it. like, you've got you've got mind's eye. So yeah. you can punch it. You can evade with it. It's it's. I'm pretty seasoned yeah, at playing this game. Swiss but it took, took me a while for the penny to drop on how powerful that is. It's like, you've got five in all of your stats while it's there. Um, sure, what I would yeah. say, I think, about your sort of razor focus is I think you left two VP locations... I did. didn't leave, but you just didn't didn't explore them. And I, I wonder if that's the next sort of stage in the development as a solo player is like, when do you gauge, actually, I can push my luck a little bit here? Yeah, and, yeah. I and would... I'd say I've been burnt by that a lot of like, I really need that extra XP. And then I've maybe misjudged how much time I have or how powerful my investigator is. You, you, you know, you've got your bank of spare spare actions at the end of the game. Mm. And you're gambling that you're not drawing a treachery or something, which is gonna gonna eat into those to the extent that you can't finish the scenario. Yeah. yeah. Now I I know there was definitely a VP in the attic which I didn't go to. The other VP yeah. I missed was because I moved into a location with no actions left. Yeah. That was a VP it was the location. unmarked tomb, right? You wanted to you wanted to advance. Yeah. But I, I don't think I got a choice actually. Yeah, exactly. If each undefeated investigator is at the unmarked team advance. Yeah. Yeah. So so with some better planning I could have got that. Mm. I did find resources okay. I had my shining trapezohedron. Yeah, I've... you did click for a resource once. I did. As yeah, every yeah. listener will remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much to my annoyance. Um, so yeah, I, 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 there's nothing in the deck I I I don't like really. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of things that I think I don't do as well as I'd like to be able to do. One is mobility. Yeah. I feel like 
especially in solo, you're moving around between locations quite a lot. Yeah, and, and point of no return. Oh my! There's word. so many locations. It's a long scenario anyway, but but there are a lot of locations in there. And actually, as a side question, then, are you thinking that you might go to the city of the Gugs and try and find the way out of the Dreamlands? Because that's a whole area you don't even need to move to if you want to ignore it. Well, but if you are going there, that is a it's two actions to move that way and then three actions to get back. So it's a considerable yeah commitment, right? Can, can we get a good ending if I don't do that? Hmm. There's a question. And I, I guess the other question is, what options do I have for for movement anyway? You know, I don't have any seeker access in my in my pool. Uh, I don't know whether there's anything new in the survivor or um, mm. mystic pools that will help. I certainly can't think of anything off the top of my head. Yeah, well, I can think of something, but it's not new, but it's track shoes. Yeah, yeah. Mind's eye track shoes. Mm. <laughs> but two XP to put in a three cost. I think we can still get a good ending if if I choose to stay in the dreamlands forever or travel beneath the monastery and you are still in the dreamlands let me just check that there's so many epilogues it's so hard to i know yeah 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 yes i think so you can only return to reality if you find that way out okay so i, I kind of kind of need this to is something we should work out not recording yeah I th- so i think if you find the way out you get the choice to return to reality and that then means i need to decide whether i awake because there could be this weird thing that you go to reality and I stay dreaming, and that's still a win, but we're separated. Oh, no. Because there's quite a few, like, the two groups survive, but are forever separated outcomes. Yeah. Well, that's breaking my heart, Frank. We can't have that. Yeah, I know. So well, so th- that's like... one of the tricky things. Like, if I awake and you stay in the dreamlands, or if you return to reality and I don't awake... <laughs> Did you call like... it dreamland? Dreamland, yeah. Like it's like it's Cleveland or somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Dreamland. <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> so, I mean, we'll have one more check-in between after Point of No Return that we can make our plan, I suppose. It's not quite clear how much we would get to communicate. And my suspicion is that that one is quite hard to do. I think it's a Combat 5 test that you need to do. Yeah, yeah, that is not easy. Uh, it's not easy at all. There's two, there's two, like while we're talking about it, just to share my thinking, there's actually two challenge points here. One is what you do in point of no return. And then I'd say that you can probably handle Weaver of the Cosmos no problem. Mm-hmm. And then for me, I'm quite confident with Dark Side of the Moon, but then I'm not confident at all with where the gods dwell. So even if you go to all that effort in point of no return, it's quite possible that Nihilathotep's invasion will begin because it's a really difficult scenario. Yeah, yeah. In which case, you know, for naught, unfortunately. That makes me think, in a way, it's maybe not worth you bothering and we'll try and go for you staying in the dreamlands and me travelling beneath the monastery. So reunited in the dreamlands, basically. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Play with the cats forever. Okay, well, I've had a quick look through the Mystic Mm. and Survivor cards. I think, yeah, track shoes and astral travel. Really, yeah. the only two that are, are giving me any move, and I'm not a huge fan of astral travel. I mean, it is a spell. Astral travel, as well as you can only move to a revealed location. Yeah, yeah, um, which is also a pill because 
if you you'll have to have gone one way so i think what i'm going to need to do is just be super conservative with the rest of the actions yeah and those actions to move are going to be so i think some studying of the locations Mm -hmm. is probably a really good idea and maybe figure out an optimal path through the scenario yeah I think as well, gauging how bogged down you've got in each, like it's really got sort of three sections, knowing how much, you know, if you've actually taken quite a long time in a middle section, it's like there's no, you know, you just need to push on then, I suppose. Yeah. So none of this has helped me spend my five XP, Frank. Yeah. So one of the things you mentioned was maybe another Relic Hunter. Yeah. So I've got two Pendulum, the Heirloom and the Shining Trapezohedron. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's four accessories any three of which I'd be happy to see on the table. Mm. Relic Hunter lets, yeah, no. lets me get three of them down. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 did you... So one of our patrons, uh, Glyn, was speaking to me, and he said, like, using putting two Relic Hunters in a deck, it, like, blew his mind. <laughs> yeah. He couldn't, he couldn't yeah. cope with it. Yeah. So he just never thought about that level of accessory in a deck. Yeah. That level of accessorization. Mm. I think I've only really done inertia in the past. Yeah, yeah. I've never, I've never done double relic hunter for sure. It's yeah, that yeah. I, I, I mean, I remember playing as Ursula and having like the hemispheric map. Yeah, yeah. yeah what yeah. else did I have in that deck that was an accessory? Do you have like Tooth of Edsley or? Yeah, yeah. Tooth of Edsley was in there. The compass is a hand slot, not a yes, it, yeah. but it is a relic. Mm, it yeah. always confuses me. You know, <laughs> I've got that deck handy. Let's have a quick look. Out of out of curiosity. Curiosity is probably in the deck as well. Jesus, this deck is, is in, absolutely insane. <laughs> My accessory slots are Hemispheric Map, Jewel of Oriolis, oh, nice. the Gold Pocket Watch, <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, two two Tooth of Etsley. Nice, oh, that's good. Yeah, there's two Relic Hunters and two Ellie Horowitz in the deck. Oh, sweet. Yeah, this deck was absolutely sixty experience. How on earth do we manage that? Forgotten Age. Yeah. It's just so generous. It's like two, two of the Worldly Compass, two Glyphs, all of those relics, two <laughs> Ellie, two Dr. Milan, two Pathfinder, higher education's in there as well. As Oh, Sharon's Oval. Right, that's what's yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Then a No Stun and Turn level five. Anyway, right, sorry. Nice. Nice. Yes, yeah, so, so, so certainly um, Relic Hunter's a place I could go. Yeah. The other options that i'm thinking of just looking at your deck you talked about maybe upgrading fearless yeah some horror healing i think would not be not go amiss and then arcane initiate or storm of spirits are both options yeah then there's one other weird option here which is ward of protection five ah interesting because in solo you can just i mean it's very useful because it will discard anything yeah enemy or not those are the only things I can kind of think of. It's really weird, isn't it? Because the Dream Eater spell suite of Ethereal Form, Read the Signs, and Spectral Razor, there's no higher level versions of them. They're yeah. such a nice trio of spells, but they don't offer that kind of upgrade path that having asset spells would offer. Absolutely. In, in a way, it plays nicely with Scrounge for Supplies then. Yeah, yeah, really nicely. So a, a level two Fearless is tempting because it's mm. some physical... Uh, sorry, it's it's some uh, horror healing not physical healing, which, uh, I don't know, I feel like on occasion I've had to be quite careful with my sanity. Yeah. Which I don't yeah, necessarily I like yeah. being uh, being with Agnes. 
Um, especially when cards like Ward of Protection eat into it as well, and Forbidden Knowledge. Mm. Yes. You you want it to be that if you see Forbidden Knowledge early, you can be quite aggressive with getting the resources off it. Yeah. Particularly if you've not seen the Trapezohedron, and then Fearless will just allow you to do that even more. Well, then the question is, do you just upgrade both your Fearlesses and save an XP? Yep. Well, he- here's another option, Frank. Mm. Uh, no. Even as I'm saying it, I think this is... This is not a good idea. <laughs> um, unexpected courage into the new upgraded guts. Ooh. I, I th- yeah. So unexpected courage is like a nice clutch card to have if I don't want to spend a mind's eye charge. Mm-hmm. Or my mind's eye doesn't show up. Yeah. Yeah, guts actually really puts more eggs in the mind's eye basket, it doesn't it? It certainly does, but... <laughs> Uh, what it does do is is allow you some more aggressive draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it is it's two cards, isn't it? Yeah, it's if three, you three icons two, yeah. and two cards, which you know, which is super nice. Yeah, the weird thing is, I don't feel like you actually need the boost mm-hmm. because you were you were a six or seven willpower for all the way through thousand shapes, weren't you? Yeah. So, being a willpower ten doesn't actually make that much of a difference for most of the mind's eye tests you're taking. Yeah. And then Fearless becomes almost purely a healing card. It's too hard yeah. a healing card. Yeah. And of course, with the spell suite, with the event spells, because they're also combining stats, again, you get these really high spikes in your stat values. Yeah. Um, even I if don't, you don't mind's eye them, you know. It's it's important to remember, I can't commit Fearless to those checks. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm terrified I'm going to do it on one of the the, the scenarios and I'm going to get get pilloried. Yeah, so it's a kind of. Do you want to spend all five here? Yes, I, I, I just got to splurge all of the the experience all together, Frank. Mm-hmm. And do you want anything like um, exile cards, fortune or fate, or test of will? I'm relatively happy. I think. I mean. It, that's the thing. There's not. There's no cards that's really. Even when you suggested upgrading unexpected courage, I was sort of thinking the role unexpected courage is playing is exactly as you described. It's not something you're throwing into mind's eye checks. Yeah. You're saving it for the tests that you don't want to. I think you put one into a grasping hands just to get you. Two I think up. they were both on grasping hands. Were they both? Actually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> because it puts me at five on three. Yeah. Which is um, nice. Which is really nice. Yeah. You're right. I, I, I like the balance of the deck a lot, which is why the Relic Hunter and the Fearless option is kind of crying out to me because it, it keeps everything the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The only other option is upgrading one of the Storms. And oh. another reason to do that is that the upgraded Storm Spirits is a three damage thing. And that will be very useful for legs of Atlatch Nature if you're not picking up clues. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Here's another thought, though. Uh, what What's the agenda breakdown in in this scenario? Are they going fast or not fast? In point of no return? Point of no return, yeah. Fast, yeah, and they're adding... They add damage to the scenario card, which is steps of the bridge. Yes. So it's sort of, it keeps looping every five doom or something like that. Does that mean that Arcane Initiate is actually not as bad at level, at level zero? Because I'll get an opportunity to purge the Doom off it. It's not as bad at level zero. Yeah. Yeah. So the first agenda is five Doom. And then the second agenda is four Doom and just keeps resetting. Right. Every four Doom. 
Yeah, Storm Spirits, you're right, it is It is attractive. Those legs are elite, aren't they? So it's not even like Spectral Razor. Can, yeah, can... you can't Spectral them. I mean, you can just ping them with clues, Yeah, but which then is with... the nice thing. Yeah, you can, yes. And you can also ping them with Agnes's ability, which is what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. But then that's yeah, four that horror to kill all four legs, isn't it? Plus two damage on each of them, yeah. which I don't, I don't have. I guess you meat cleave, <laughs> meat yeah, cleave just, with horror. Just yeah. this is the waitress and the meat cleaver, yeah. like, <laughs> chopping up away at the legs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't. I, don't, I, yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I. I think I do like the relic hunter fearless upgrades. Yeah. And then if I come away from this scenario with five XP, that's second fearless and 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 storm. storm. Yeah. Yeah. So listener again. This is your opportunity to write in if you've been playing Think on Our Feet and playing along and you've got thoughts about the deck, something you really think is missing, definitely write in and say. I would like to hear from someone who's played this and has got Mind's Eye Screwed and it all three copies have been lurking at the bottom of the deck. Mm, yeah. And what card do you wish you had in that situation? Mm, yeah. And don't say no stun and turn level five. <laughs> I'm just having one final thought, but I don't think it will matter. But I'm just going to check getting the card right. I'm just thinking about cards from the Stella deck. Yeah. What I found level two. I, I had a quick look through, and there are obviously some good cards in there, but I don't think there's any that quite fit into what mm. I'm doing. Yeah. Cherish Keepsake level one. I mean, <laughs> the Mysterious Raven, actually not terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I suggested that as well to our patrons. In Agnes, I think, she turns one of the costs into a benefit. So yeah. It's like, discard Mysterious Raven, deal a damage to an enemy, get a clue. It's like, okay, yeah, that seems pretty good. Yeah, yeah, for one cost. Yeah. Like, look what I found too, I think, is striking because you have a low intellect and it's a range of clues. But I genuinely don't know where it would go in your deck, what you would take out for it. Yeah. Maybe they're not without a fight, or like a not without a fight, but leather coat level level one doesn't feel bad either because it's such a huge amount of physical soak, and mm. that's an area I felt a little bit. You could be a little bit stung there, can't yeah, you? Yeah, so maybe that's something I could look at. We'll see how the next scenario goes, and that can give me a steer for the last one. I think. Good. Of course, there is the the issue of once I defeat the legs, I do have to defeat Alagnatcha mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. As she sprints around the map. And again, yeah. difficult to actually catch up with her. <laughs> yeah, you have to go the other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, you've got to be quite... If you're not right, then, mm-hmm. you know, you spend you could spend two actions getting to it before you get a chance to hit her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fun thing about that is you can still use clues, but at Latch Nature, the legs don't do attacks of opportunity, but she does. And so to, you spend the action to... Yeah, to spend the action yeah. to get hit, but to also use clues on her. So you're going to look at the locations again. The location you need to focus on, for, I think, for Point of No Return is Vale of Pnath. Everyone's heard me talking about it. Four Shroud, one clue. While there are clues remaining on Vale of Pnath, investigators at Vale of Pnath cannot play cards or commit cards to skill tests. Yes, that's a... Oh, Pete, I've just thought of... Astral Travel is stronger in this scenario. Oh, yeah? Because every location is revealed because they're all veiled. Oh, yeah. The Sea of Pictures and the Veil locations aren't in play at the start. Yeah. But once they get put into play, you have access to the whole map. 
Oh, well, you've set the cat amongst the mysterious ravens there, Frank. <laughs> Very good. Well, I, when, I tell you when what. When are we getting pigeon card? Pigeon would be a great one card. <laughs> and That's maybe, one to think maybe on. Maybe I need to chew this over a little bit. Yeah. And I do like Fearless. I do like the Relic Hunter. Yeah. Uh, but we could potentially do some other combination of swapping those mm. those in. I mean, they're spells, so they're easy to find. And yeah. I can use my Shining Drop as a Hedron to play them. Yes, and that's actually a decent cost reduction for a yeah. fairly expensive spell. Okay, okay, great. Is well, after that bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got there in the end. Sorry to everyone who was screaming at their recording devices that all of the locations are revealed. Got there at the end. Yeah, um, is there anything else you want to talk about now, Peter? No, no, I, I think I'm good. Uh, I think I want to do some revision on the next scenario before I go into it. I think the thing I would say as well at this halfway point is that your deck is looking really tight. So yes. it, it doesn't feel it, you're like, oh, I'm not quite sure how to do. Like, it feels like making the decisions is, is difficult in a really good way because everything's pulling its weight to a certain extent. And the problems you have are not problems with cards in the deck. They're problems of wanting to do things that the deck doesn't let you do efficiently enough, which I think is a good place to be as well. Yeah. Well, we've gone on longer than I thought we would, so we why have, don't we... Yeah. yeah, call it there. Call it there. So if you want to get in touch, we're drawn to the flame podcast at gmail.com. We're drawn to the flame on Facebook, Twitter, Patreon, and Design by Humans. Peter, how can people get in touch with you if they have Agnes thoughts or just at all? Agnes thoughts, if you're on our Discord, pin me on the Discord um, and I will happily talk to you about Agnes. Uh, otherwise, I am UnitalWA, that's U-N-I-T-L-E-D. I'm on Twitter and... Instagram as the.unitled and Reddit occasionally. So drop me a message. How about you, Frank? I'm Mr. Zooey Glass or Zooey Glass or Zozo around the place. So yeah, likewise, drop me a message. Um, yeah, send me that message to say why I shouldn't take Greta Wagner level three in my <laughs> deck. That's what I want to know. The, I, hey, I didn't even say this as well. The other thing is when you damage Greta Wagner to discover a clue. Do you draw a card? You draw a card as well. Yeah, that's pretty sweet really good right it's like an evidence that redraws itself it's nice yeah thanks very much for listening thank you so much all at once my attention was captured by a vast and singular object on the opposite slope which rose steeply about a hundred yards ahead of me an object that gleamed whitely in the newly bestowed rays of the ascending moon. That it was merely a gigantic piece of stone, I soon assured myself, but I was conscious of a distinct impression that its contour and position were not altogether the work of high to you. Then suddenly I saw it, with only a slight churning to mark its rise to the surface. The thing slid into view above the dark waters. Vast, Brian Nelson-like, and loathsome. It darted like a stupendous monster of nightmares to the monolith, about which it flung its gigantic scaly arms, the while it bowed its hideous head and gave vent to certain measured sounds. I think I went mad then. Is that from Dagon? Are they both from Dagon? Yeah, those from Dagon, yeah. I like that there's an object that gleamed whitely in Dagon, and then in the Innsmouth one there's glistened whitely in the moonlight as well. (laughs) Yeah.